Good evening, Patriots. And we're back on this Monday, January 31st, 2022. In the previous show, we just did the Patriot Declaration of Independence. And um, I think that went pretty well. The, The episode is now up. We had a few technical problems, as you know. From uh, the previous show. And then what I'm going to do, because people had asked to get a copy of that declaration. And what I'm going to do is put it up tomorrow, which, well, well, I'll see if we can get it up by tomorrow. But in this next day or two, we're officially launching the Bards FM blog. The new, it's actually going to be called Bards of War blog. And the Bards of War blog will be on the bardsfm.com website. And we have some, we're going to have some neat writings coming up on that. We're going to be, uh, we'll start it out with this post, which will be the Patriot, the Declaration of Independence for the Saving of Humanity or the Patriot. Why did I, I needed to get my wording right here. So it's called the Patriot's Declaration of Independence. Um, the Patriot's Declaration of Independence for the Fight for Humanity. And that is what I read in the previous show. So that will be available there, and then we'll also look to do a downloadable link for you, but you're free to copy it off the page. I mean, it's, that's what it's there for, but I'll try to make it as well a, a downloadable copy um, available for everybody, and I'll see what we can do. The, the reason, to be very honest with you, the reason I stopped doing all these downloadable links is just the cost of that PDF site I had was outrageous. It was like something stupid each month, so I was like, well, okay, let's... So we'll try to get it all set up on our site so it's all downloadable there. And there's other documents I know you guys want, and we'll get those going. But this will be how we'll start the blog. And then we're going to have a lot of writings coming up on you know, preparation for these times. And we have some neat stuff coming up. I think you'll enjoy it. Looking at uh, you know, sort of preps at home. We'll be doing some features on home churches. All the seven pillars of the county by county will be starting to be featured in this new blog. So I, I think... That will go pretty well. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, B-A-R-D-S. That is the Bards Nation site, landing page for Bards Nation on MyPillow site. And there's tremendous savings going on right now across the site. You can also find other great specials on if you go to MyPillow.com and scroll down to the radio listeners box. There's some tremendous specials, especially in things they have on Overstock right now. And that includes 60% off on the Giza sheets, which is amazing. You've got 50% off on my slippers, 50% off on men's and women's sleepwear, all sorts of great products on sale. And right now, for a limited time, and I don't know how much what the limited time is, but for right now, every time you use your promo code BARDS and you make a purchase off of the MyPillow site, you get a copy of Mike Lindell's book, which is a great book. And he's going to be on tomorrow night's show. So that'll, I think we'll dig into that book a little bit and talk about his story, which he told at Bard's Fest. But I think it's an important story to hear right now in this time of trials, especially of all he's facing. And remember, my pillow is being targeted once again by the banksters. They're trying to debank him. So we're going to keep the support flying their way. So anyway, mypillow.com, use your promo code Bards. You can use that same promo code, B A R D S, anywhere on the MyPillow site of the Frank Speech site. Also, the Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com, and that's a place for this, the Bible of our time, what I consider to be the Bible for our time. It's an NASB 1995 edition, and in addition to that, it has our Founders documents worked within, so it's really an experience in God's Word and learning how our Founding Fathers were using Scripture as a living language, which is something we could all relearn from well. Finally, Oh, and by the way, that's t- use your Bards code there on the founders thefoundersbible.com site and get 20% off on those Bibles. It's an heirloom Bible. So again, thefoundersbible.com, promo code Bards, 20% off. Finally, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com is the home of the Bards Coffee. Now, this coffee isn't just coffee. It's a coffee for your health. That's a big difference. And it's designed to work as well as both a foundational product to give you that great boost of energy you need all day long, clear head, boost in serotonin, kind of helps build the foundation of a strong immune system. 
but it's also part of a whole health ecosystem, which includes the gut health triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. You've got Immune XP, which is a pinecone-based immune booster, pinecone extract-based immune booster, high in vitamin C, Pure 47, which is a, a refined silver, the most refined silver currently on the market. It, it gets down to a nano level in size, and it's able to isolate pathogens in your body, including the whole range of SARS, CoV, bioweapons, and even HIV, which, by the way, is in these doggone viruses, so who knows what these people are shedding. And finally, you have the uh, Earth, which is a full nutrient powder supplement for your body the whole day. Take one scoop, shake it up in a shake, drink it, and bingo, you got everything you need for the whole day. All that's designed to boost your immune system, keep you healthy and strong during this time. Doesn't mean you will, won't get sick, but it allows your body to quickly recover and respond to that and keep away from the bioweapon industry, which we call Big Pharma, and uh, the hospitals, which should be renamed internment camps and keep you strong and reclaim your health sovereignty. So again, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. So I will tell you, we are in a, obviously, we are in a pretty crazy time, but the most important time is for us to be aware in this time of imposters. But for evil men and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived, 2 Timothy 3.13. The, the challenge that we have right now is keeping our eye on the target of where we're going. And it's difficult because as a humanity, we're not accustomed to walking in life without a government guiding us, which is kind of unfortunate because God didn't put us here to have a government above us. God put us here to have him above us. And our relationship as from Old Testament to New Testament, obviously, we now have Christ Jesus through Christ to the Father. So we're in a place right now where we have to really reconsider what it is for us to be human and be, in, and be living in this time as God's children, as God's creations, and what that entails. Now, here, here's the deal, and I think it's important to grasp this, is we have been doing amazingly well over the last 18 months with effectively zero government. The government itself, while basic, there are some basic services that it's provided, in this COVID-stressed environment, this fake pandemic, and this medical tyranny under which we've been living, we have seen the depletion of services. We've seen, obviously, sheriffs have done good jobs, and then there are sheriffs that are just dirtbags. We have seen cops do good jobs, and there's a, groups of cops that are just dirtbags. But what we've also seen, as you've been paying attention carefully, is you're seeing who is really standing with the people and who is trying to identify themselves more in with the elitist camp. Now, I'm going to ding police hard on this one because – Police have constantly been in this place of we're just following orders. We've seen horrible policing across this nation at a tyrannical level. We've seen the idea of police and high, heavily armed. We've seen basically just the worst of it. We all, There are also some great police, but we haven't seen a lot of police standing strong with the people. They're just in this middle, like we're enforcing the laws. And that's that's not an excuse anymore. There is a place where we have to be truly aligned with the right message and the right path. And that right path is not going to be found in the core of that. It's not going to be found in the laws of man. I know that runs akin to uh, against the grain for a lot of people because it's like, well, how do you have a nation if you don't have laws? Well, amazingly, we do have one. We have a whole bunch of laws, and it, it starts in Scripture. And it's a process of how we relate to one another. In this Luciferian matrix where we're currently living, this sort of bizarro world that they want to constantly press upon us and force us into, we are literally being shaped in a way that we're detached from one another. 
and we're not having that human inter- interaction. And that's the by advent of the digital world. And so we're losing long before COVID, we were losing that human interaction and that accountability. What we're witnessing right now in Canada, and this was said to me earlier tonight, and in fairness, it's a good point, is that this is really Canada's first revolution. We've had our first revolution, but to be honest, we should have already been in our second. We've been enduring the second while Canada's officially having their first, and God bless them for that. I mean this. And there's a lot to learn from that by watching. Canadians have been coming together. And in this fight that we're in right now, which is truly the fight for humanity, it doesn't make a lot of difference. It really doesn't make any difference at all, whether it's Canada, United States, Austria, Australia, Netherlands, Italy, what matters is as we as humanity right now are coming together because this is not a fight of United States versus the world. The United States is going to save the world. Canada is going to save the world. This is a fight of evil versus humanity. The lines are pretty well drawn. And it's only going to get more defined. It is truly the bifurcation. Those that are aligning with evil, that are walking that wide gate, at easy path, you're aligning with evil. If you think that taking the vaccine, if you think that standing up for the suppression of those who choose not to take it, to stand up for the suppression of free speech, yeah, you're just all part of the dirtbag camp. Because God didn't create a world where we suppress one another. God did not create a world where we'll all agree on everything either. Part of that concept of us walking in the body of Christ that is a reality and it's a metaphor is we're each unique, but we're each common in our love and appreciation for Father. We're pursuing that love all the time. And that's what puts us on this azimuth, which is quite amazing, because we can truly be different. We can see the world differently. We can have interests that take us different ways. The question is, where do we center back to? And when we center back to this point of love in in Christ. It's a profound shift in the way we operate. We don't need to be like a little monkdom where we're all living in a little hovel away from society to pursue God or some sort of like elite meditation center or something. I mean, part of living and walking in Christ is living and being in the world. If there is one great story for me that comes out of the New Testament. It's it's Christ is always in the world. There's a couple occasions where we know that he breaks away to go pray, and I'm sure that was not just a couple, but my point is it wasn't like he had to, hey, I'll see y'all for a, a retreat for two weeks, or I can only understand my God when I pray in the morning or when I meditate in the morning or meditate at night. When we're living and being in the full body of Christ and we're walking with God, we're living and breathing in him all the time. And it's an intimate relationship that we're pursuing in conversation. It can be in your head. It could be open conversation. And if your neighbor thinks you're crazy when you're talking to Jesus while you're in the garden, that's okay. What that usually does is he's like, I am not going in that garden. I do not know what that guy is doing. But when he's out there digging in his garden, he's talking talking to himself or something it's like weird and he he hears things <laughs> yep that's god talking right there it's as good it's important though that we are pursuing this all of the time and this is where I, I i go back to what i was talking about last night these movements that are happening are fantastic okay in the sense of people coming together but that binding piece has to be overall, what are we, where are we going and what are we trying to achieve? And if all we're trying to achieve is the reduction of a few mandates, we're going to lose this. These evil pieces of, you know what, are not going to stop. And they have no intention of giving up anything. And no intention of giving back rights unless they have a benefit for it. I mean, they have in their mind, in their plans, in their open discussions, already said that 
Yes, there's going to be a group of people that resist and have no intention of joining our agenda to make humanity transhuman. And so we will have to exterminate them. Where in that place does it say, well, we'll give them space to live? It doesn't. That's the bottom line. And so we have to get very clear in our head that this is a true fight. And in as a true fight, that means we have to have that martial mindset. Martial mindsets are not easy. I've talked about this. I, I talk about Sanguine. It's in the movie. It's the last scene in the film, which, again, just to remind you, if you would like to see the film, it's a free download. Scroll down to underneath the, every podcast. It's listed as Bards of War film. You can download it for free. You're welcome to see it, have it, own it, whatever. It's um, It's there. And I'll keep this going for, I don't know, maybe ever. But I want people to see it. It's a great film. And it won an Emmy in 2007. So enjoy. But it tells an important story, which is a story of the journey of soldiers and the real, from their point of view. But I'm getting to, I get into this, there's an evolution that happens in that. And it's the different, there's three distinct firefights that, that film covers and it's the evolution of the soldier's view of that as they go through each level. When we get to the last scene, last episode or the last contact scene, which is called ambush, it's the ambush in Sanguine. It's a real profound moment because you really separate the wheat from the shaft right there. There is a whole group of us that go down. We end up with a handful by the time the ambush is over. Some of them broke off and went back to, the main body force, which is, I don't know, 20 minutes behind us. We were down in a, in a kind of a wadi dugout area. But what was really profound is everybody that was there was a mix. There was nobody that was a hero. Everybody that stayed there worked as one unit, as one team for one common cause. It was that mind focus going ahead. We understood very clearly that if we did not stay together, unite, pursue the enemy, and destroy the enemy ruthlessly, that we were not going to go home. And in that moment, when we got back, I don't tell this story very often, but it's an important part of the story. When we finally returned, and I've mentioned before Chuck Brodnick, good friend of mine, great squad leader, probably one of the best squad leaders I've ever seen work and he is, he literally laid the law down. He's like, you guys understand that as we go back, if one of us goes down, we all stay together until we get that person and we go home together. This is what we discovered, though, when we got back. The command had already reported us dead and was leaving and wasn't going to go back and retrieve us. That's a, that's a, irritant moment let me tell you when you discover like oh that's nice cool guys thanks um you've got the big guns and you sat up here wondering what was going on and now we're planning on leaving now how does that have anything to do with anything it has everything to do with this it's a relation to the story of 300 with Gideon it's a reminder that you don't need a massive army you need a dedicated few now, in proportion to the entire world, Canada's numbers right now are about 1.3, 1.4 million people that have mobilized. Now, why that is important is that's about 3% of Canadians' population. This is what everybody always forgets. And I made these same comments when Canada was in Afghanistan. Because you'd hear these snarky comments. It's like, ah, Canada, man, all they've done is just, they've just run the province of Kandahar while the Americans are all over the place. And I'm like, oh, okay. Do you have any idea how big Canada's army is? Because Canada's full army at that time was about fifty to 55,000 to our 1.4 million. I'll say that again. fifty to 55,000 soldiers to our 1.4 million. And Canada's sacrifices when you ran the numbers and the number of people that died in Kandahar, in the Kandahar province, compared to us, they were equal in proportion, not numbers, but in percentages. They were equal to the same losses that we had in the worst year in Iraq. That's truth. 
So right now, as we look to Canada and you're like, okay, cool, the truckers and all this, and there's 1.3 million people, which is impressive. I want to put that in another perspective. That's 3% of their population. The three percenters are what saved this nation and what won this fight for this nation. So as we work together across humanity, we should all be working together to come together to find that dedicated few by proportion to the population, that 3% that's willing to stand up and fight. It is important that we grasp this because it doesn't take, Canada is in the process, they got their prime minister to run away like a little girl. Well, I'm sorry, a little snip and tuck. Castro's little junior, Castro Jr. there, Mr. Snip and Tuck Trudeau, ran away and is in hiding, screaming from his little box, you are bad people. That's too bad. Castro Jr., we don't really care. But the whole concept here for the victory of the people is the coming together. The mandates are the first step, but the collapse of the government is what's going to be required because the government itself, including all their members of RCMP, which is Royal Canadian Mounted Police, most of them are bad. They're kind of like our FBI. I'm not going to say all of them are, but many of them are. Many of the senior leadership in the military, trust me, dealt with those guys, they're bad. Most of their parliament, they suck. It's no different. I mean, governments in the West are owned and controlled by big business, big monopolies, big corporate interests. And right now, they're running these constant deceptions to try to keep people off the ball. What is the big deception? They're, they're going to comply to the no mandates. They're going to comply to this because they don't want you to see the deeper victory. The deeper victory is Canada moved 1.2, 1.4 million people towards Ottawa and 20, depending on the numbers, I've heard everywhere from 55,000 trucks down to 25,000 trucks. So somewhere in that range, it's a lot of trucks. And what's the big story? God's children came together, worked together, didn't need police. Matter of fact, police were out there preventing one group from entering. And someone else decided, as we learned over the weekend, to spread nails all over the road. But in, I, And I, this was the best story I heard out of this whole convoy, was that one of the most dramatic events of the, of the movement out there was this. You ready? Canadians decided that in the middle of the highway, they'd stop traffic to play hockey. <laughs> that is all Canada right there. Thank you, Canada. God bless you for all your greatness. So this is, there's a good attitude there, and there's a lot to glean from this because this is a movement of the people. So I say this to the world. I say this to our country, United States. We've got to have that, and we have it. It's not that we have to have it. We have it, but we have to awaken it. And so it's time. I mean, I've heard today the truckers are still trying to get their planning going. I'm like, how about just go? Just go. I swear, I mean, if this keeps going, I I may just do this. If this garbage keeps going, I may just get in my Jeep and start driving. Because literally, we need to start having a convoy here of people to go, hey, here's the middle finger to our government. We're joining in solidarity. The great thing is there should be no egos here. No egos. Because one country starts, God bless Canada, every country should be standing up now doing these motions, we're seeing, and we're, we're talking about the Achilles heel of the entire system. Shut it down. Oh, I guarantee you the next play is going to be this. And I, to, the next play is going to be they're going to blame truckers for the food shortages which the governments have engineered. The governments and, and corporations and billionaires have been engineering a food shortage. So there is some theory going around, which I agree it has a lot of validity that some of this trucker movement was organized in the timing of it so that it would be able to blame the truckers. But here's where it backfired. As long as everyone remembers what we're in this for. If you're going to be, as 2 Timothy 3.13 reminds us, but evil men and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. If 
we're going to forget that passage and we're going to listen to their narratives because they run the narrative and the counter narrative. And we miss the greater message in all of this. Then what's going to happen is we're going to get to a point and then the population is going to go, oh, you racist white people. That's what they're going to say, even though it's not true. And you're going to be, you're going to blame everybody for the fact that they can't get their Cheerios or whatever on the shelves at Walmart for cheap because truckers apparently aren't moving food. They're not going to have the cognitive wherewithal to look past that and go, okay, did you realize that that was happening a long time before this? So there was, there is a hand involved in this, which there's never going to be all good without bad trying to find its way in. And this is an important component here because there is a narrative already being positioned as we speak to blame the truckers for food shortages which they were going and then they will incite riots in the cities and they will blame the truckers and they will blame them as a as a, a minority group like Trudeau's already tried to do and they're the cause of world destabilization to keep the blame away from them what changes that what changes that is when people are truly aligned with the single truth and their relationship through Christ to Father when you have that that foundation you're not deceived by any of this and it's so important that we keep that in mind. And as, well, as long as we do keep that in mind, they can't win. Your armor is up. It's literally the strength of that armor that you have around you each and every day that you put on. You're able to discern, as is said in Jeremiah 6.16, thus says the Lord, stand by the ways and seek and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. If we are not going to align in that walk with Christ, it's literally, we are not walking in it. And it's not enough right now for people just to say, well, yeah, I believe in God. Okay. I get it. And I understand that, especially in Canada, I know that you, there's a lot of folks up there that are very agnostic and neutral. I have great friends that are that way. I don't, we don't have we, Matter of fact, it's like blood brothers. But there is a step here that everyone's going to have to take. And at the very least, it's got to be deeply embedded in the movement, in the purpose of the movement. And this is how we overcome the evil. And as we do overcome that evil with the greaterness of what God is, it evil has no foothold. And the more that we build the strength within the movement around the focus in our walking with Christ, the pursuit of what the Lord has asked us to do, which is to seek the ancient paths, to find that calm and that rest for our souls as evil tries to peel off and infect those that are not walking strongly with God, they're not going to be as susceptible because the group is going to be standing with them. And it's important that we keep this in mind. That's where, that is where we have to walk increasingly with a discipline. Proverbs 12 one to two, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. A good man will obtain favor from the Lord, but he will condemn a man who devises, devises evil. We are, and it's a remnant, consider yourself like glue and at the same time a shield wall. So we, we connect people through us to God. This is, and I, I think that some people could take that as being a very uh, lofty statement. Like, oh, you think you're better? And actually, no, I don't. I think it's rather than looking at that way, see it as a duty and a purpose. That one of our greatest missions is to bring as many people to Christ as possible. And as we move with this movement in our various forms, whether it's here in the states, whether you're in Italy, whether you're in the UK, whether you're in wherever you are. We need to see Chinese truckers shut that place down. That would be great. But as we do this collectively, we're functioning both as the, the bridge, bringing people closer to the relationship with Christ, which should be our constant pursuit. And at the same time, we're, we're using, we're, we are essentially the, the shield wall. And that brings us together. It doesn't mean Canada is going to become the United States or the United States become Canada. And I, I think and we there has to be a place where we realize there's no egos in this fight. And that that's a big one. 
Because at the tipping point, with when we don't have that walk with God and we don't have that close relationship with Christ, what we're risking is the exposure to the most vulnerable things that we always have, which is ego, power, and fame. I, I'm sorry, but that's everyone susceptible to it. And unless we're able to humble ourselves before the Lord regularly and have that intimate relationship to understand that all of that is mind games, but we are susceptible to it if we lack the armor which God gives us, which always comes through a simple concept, intimacy with Christ. It's that easy, and yet it's that hard. So the beauty of the time that we're in is that we're beginning to see with clear eyes if we're willing to let Father show us this amazing perspective on what we can do as humanity. Again, we have functioned very well without good governance, and in many ways, no governance at all. We've had school boards betray us. We have police betray us. We have the same police, like I mentioned, that are out here in mass shutting down all of New York City. Those same police that are obeying rules and arresting people for not having a mask, not having a COVID pass, not doing social distancing, those same police are standing in mass without masks, not social distancing. They sure as heck weren't carrying a COVID pass when they went to that funeral. And they're out here complaining because people are are mad at them for doing it. That's a hypocrisy. If you want the support of the people, be with the people. If you want to be the tyrants over the people, then don't expect the support of the people. And we as a public have that obligation to have the truth of that. If we are going to worship a trucker or worship a man in blue or worship a man in uniform without getting to who that person is, we're not doing any service and we shouldn't be worshiping anybody anyway. Respect respect and worship are not the same thing. I have tremendous respect for the truckers. And I'll leave it at that. I have respect for some police. I have respect for some sheriff. I respect my sheriff in this county because he's a good man and he does good. He stands up for the people and stands in a difficult crosshairs between a small liberal elite retarded faction in my community and a very, a very base and very conservative but concerned elderly class and then the other part of my county, which I love, which we're all like red, get out of our county if you're not. But that sheriff we have does a good job of walking that center line and making sure people understand. And also is very clear that there's going to be no tyranny in this, in this county. And he said so. As a people, we are not always going to agree as we've already said, and that's okay. But again, looking to these movements that are happening and the momentum of people coming out, supporting one another, making the effort of breaking bread, making bread, making cookies, making food, that should be a symbol for the whole world. And I do find it ironic when I say this, and I I truly mean this because Canada as a whole, not a criticism, but Canada as a whole is agnostic. It's not a deep Christian country. It's got Christian roots, but it has long since walked away from its Christian, its Christ center. Let me put it that way. I don't even like Christian because it's, it's not about the church. It's its Christ center. But Canada found something here. They found their humanity. And they found their commonness in humanity. And as that awakens where our prayers need to be, where Canada's prayers need to be, is to bring more people closer to Christ. That's God working there and God working with our prayers and our assistance. And so as we look at the world, and I would, we need to be prepared in a good way. And this is literally a time when we can make a decision as people. We can make a decision to falter at the first offering and be tricked and deceived and to think that we won when in fact we didn't. That's we're going to drop the mandates. And I hear this all the time. We're going to get the mandates dropped. And I say, okay, good. They're going to give it to you anyway. 
They stole what was yours and you let them steal it. And now you're celebrating that you won something back that should never have been stolen. That's not a victory. Our rights, even though it's in our Declaration of Independence, our rights for every person on this globe were given by God. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I don't care what country you live in. That are, those are your rights under God. If you choose to walk a different path, choose to give them away, you are a fool. But our rights are unalienable. That means no man takes them away. And by the way, since we've got a whole bunch of women in power, I actually have to say this now, no man or woman takes them away. Because that'll be the next little play. Well, I'm not, take, I'm not a man. I can take him away. Nope, you can't. Since we're in a gender-conscious space now and gender-sensitive place, and that also includes all those other freaks that go along with the LGBTQ crowd, whatever you call yourself, identify as, whether you identify as a dog, a cat, in kitty litter space, whatever else you have, nobody takes away rights that God gives. End of story. That means we as the people have to hold that line and defend that. So in our long trajectory of this, let us re- remember of what our objectives are here. Luke ten nineteen, Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over the, all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. So, if we're going to simply go up to the place and say, okay, we just want our, we want the mandates removed, we haven't walked on snakes and scorpions yet. And we sure as heck have not commanded authority over the enemy. All we've done is let the enemy give us a little trinket, like a little doggy biscuit, and we're going to go, okay, thank you. We have to grow up now. So the words for all of this are always the same. Be strong. Hold the line. Assert your authority over all the snakes and the scorpions and establish dominion over all the power of the enemy. That was given to us by Christ. That's truly who we are. And if we embrace that in this movement in time where we are right now, and all of us giving thanks to Christ and through Christ to the Father for all that is done, giving our blessing each day to all that's accomplished in this movement, the unity of people, thanking God and praising him for this. If we're going to start there with praise and worship as we should, the movement as is reforming now across this world takes on the appropriate focus of where we need to be. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God's children waking up and doing as God asked us to do, to occupy the land and expand the kingdom. We're in a war. We've been behind enemy lines. Now let's win. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We are blessed with all that you bring. We are blessed with the protection and guidance you've given. And in this time, Lord, we're seeing so many across the world coming together. Let it not just be the truckers. Let it be a story of the truckers bringing people together so we can say us. We're watching amazing examples of kindness and unity and the strength that we have when we extend love and in that place of love, just how much power moves a nation. And Lord, we're blessed how you have used Canada as this lamp on the hill for the world to see a country that has been quiet, very tolerant, tolerant to the point of almost breaking in the wind. But now they're standing, they're rising. So, Lord, we pray that Canada will hold fast, hold the line, truly do what they say they're going to do and not waver under the threats and the coercions of evil that will continue to try to spin the stories and spin the lies and the deceit. And with that, let that be a beacon for all the other countries in the world, all of your children across the world to stand up, 
to move together, to unify together, to build this amazing line of people from one coast to the other that stand up from their homes, greet each other, build bridges together, share food, break bread, and pray together. Let us pray. Let us pray together in the name of our Savior, Christ Jesus. Let us pray together and praise you, Father. Let us praise together, ask for the forgivenesses for where we are, humble ourselves before you, but let us pray and unite together in a true way, unlike any time in the past. Truly let this be the deeper awakening and let it spread. Let it spread like a fire on a dry mountain. And so great and so grand that no matter what, that our trust in you, Father, will be so solid, so firm that we won't waver. That we know that no matter what befalls, you will take care of us because you've said so. You will provide all that we need. Let us trust in that. Let us learn the true respect of helping one another. When we find one another in need, let us reach out. Not just ignore it because we don't have, we don't understand it, we're afraid of it, whatever. Let us start working together to build those bridges, to come together, to help one another, and to build this unity of people that defies the ruling elite's power, that defies their threats, that defies their coercion, defies their institutions. This is the time now, Lord, that we, we, we pray and we ask for this from you to truly bring our hearts as one. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful times. It really is. Amazing times. By the way, it's cold up in Canada, and they're still out there. This is awesome. I don't know what it is. I said this the other night. Canadians, I swear, it comes to the summertime, and they're kind of around, but they're like, oh, whatever. Man, it gets cold, and it's like, it's every, every other part of the world is like, it's cold. I'm going inside. Canadians are like, you want me to be outside? You want me to be outside in minus 30? Yeah, no problem. I just got to go get my, my hockey mittens on and I got to get my hockey stick and make sure I get some coffee and some, some donuts and I'm good, but don't go to Tim's Timmy bits. No more. I, you know what? That used to be a Canadian thing. I don't think, I think it's done now. Canadians, if they aren't serving truckers, you better not go. I'll tell you right now. I lived up in Minnesota for a while, a few years up there. I lived up in northern Minnesota. Used to go to Manitoba province, Winnipeg. Used to go up there like every other weekend. It was awesome. But let me tell you, you want to talk about cold. The last winter I was there, minus 40 with wind plus wind chill. Minus 40 for two weeks straight. I'll tell you, that is some cold, cold. There, the Devil's Point, which is south of Thief River Falls, had minus 100 that winter. Ugh, that's some cold, by the way. Just telling you, that is some cold. All right, Patriots. It's a beautiful time. Let's keep our prayers up for Canadians. Let's keep our prayers up for the truckers. Let's keep our prayers up for us to come together as people. It's important. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Prayers, and I mean it. The prayers are so important right now to bring us together, to keep us focused, all those great things. But most importantly, it's the bridge. And we have to appreciate this. We are unified through the body of Christ. I don't know why it's so difficult for people to, for some to grasp that. It's like, oh, I don't want to pray. Well, pray. You may not want to, try it. Get on your knees and pray a bit. It's good for you. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will win this. What's most amazing is we're here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. It's beautiful. And we're witnessing the greatness of humanity now. Like in every war, you see the worst and the best of humanity. And right now, look around and start seeing the greatness and let us all emulate that greatness and watch how the deep state hates it. It's beautiful. Last note, I saw an interview today with George Soros. It was wonderful. That old geezer can hardly talk. He's so quivering. I don't know. He looks still like he's 
he still looks like George Soros, probably because he's whatever. I won't get into that. But that old geezer can hardly speak now. And I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> Keep going a little bit farther and you'll be off that bridge and there'll be nothing to say because you won't have a voice left. Yee-hee. All right. Thank you, Patriots. Have a blessed night. I'll see you tomorrow night for Bards FM with Mike Lindell. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now. Thank you.